Hey, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Nemo, the host of the Afro Brit Rambling Show. It is a lovely evening. It is 6.20 in London. I have no idea whether it's cold or not because I've been indoors. I've got a little bug, but I'm okay. How are you doing? I hope you've had a great weekend. And I hope you listen to my last show of rediscovering your femininity. It's interesting. I got some really great feedback from the friends I shared it with, and they've been giggling themselves silly. And most of them are challenged to get their sexy on. I think that as women, we should have these conversations because especially when you go through the threat of a diagnosis, you get a diagnosis um, that you're not ready for, or you even suffer from depression or fibromyalgia. There are journeys women take and we don't take time to take stock what's going on. But hey, I'm still feeling confident. I hope you tried out some of my gimmicks. Anyway, today evening I wanted to talk to you about something that I was mulling over. I tend not to just do a podcast for the sake of doing a podcast, but it's when I'm kind of picking through my thoughts and kind of finding a topic that will kind of get people engaged. And I'm hoping and inviting you, if you'd be interested to be part of my podcast, to, you know, inbox me. If you know where I am on Messenger, I am Nimo Warobi. Or you can just send me a message through the inbox of Anchor. So here is what was been going on in my head. And it stems from where we get these attitudes and limiting beliefs that cause us to lose our womanhood. And this was triggered by something really daft that I did. I was cutting lemons because I drink about three liters of uh, lemon water every day. And I sliced through one of my fingers It didn't get to the bone, but it was deep enough to cause a lot of bleeding. And so I tried the run the water over the the bleed. I tried salt. Oh, Lord Jesus, I don't know why I come back with these crazy theories I learned from my mama. And I was screaming. So after a while, it... um, cooled off and then I put a band-aid so that I was hoping it would seal it but in the back of my mind I was very aware that I had to open up the band-aid because I knew that if I had to let that cut heal then I would have to open up the band-aid but actually it wasn't even a cut it was a wound because a cut you know, clears up pretty quickly and the blood stops. And so I was looking at this finger and I was thinking, oh, lady, you're, you know, bleeding all over the place. What is wrong with you? And it would take a couple of days uh, when I was looking at this finger and every time I tried to remove the Band-Aid, if I applied even a little pressure, it bled. And I'm like, 
did I get a vein? No, there are no major veins in my fingers. And so one evening when I was just chilling at home, I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is it. We get wounded. And in these wounds that we collect over life, we are bleeding all over the place. And then we put some fake bandage. And then the bandage covers the wound but for a wound to heal you've got to open it out but any pressure on the wounded place it means it bleeds all over the place which made me start thinking I wonder how many places I've been bleeding all over the place and I had to go really right back into my childhood um, it's no secret that I am one of the few women who have mother-daughter issues and it's probably at least I'm outspoken about it and my mom's cool with it now Uh, we can talk about it but as a young woman and as a child I had no relationship with my mother and I've never understood why she didn't like me I have ceased to try and understand it but as an adult I can see where her behavioral issues were from, but does not excuse the way she treated me as a child. But then I noticed something. As I was cooking, somebody asked me the other day, oh my God, how did you learn to cook? I said, I said, necessity, honey, necessity. And she says, what do you mean? I said, my mom can't cook for Jack. My mom is a career woman. She was a baller in nursing, taking, you know, assistant director jobs and a matron. But cooking, uh, no. In the sense, if my mama says she's going to cook, unless it's traditional kikuyu food, uh, we ain't sticking around. You know, uh, we have a saying back in Kenya, it's called mudogodanyo. Anything outside that realm of mashing peas or jahe, which is, I, I don't know the, the, the English word for jahe, you know, our traditional foods, uh, no, it's not what happens. So what is interesting, my sisters, and I have to, love cooking. So we can do three course meals or five course meals without a problem. And we also learned, because we have my dad and my brother, the importance of how men like food to be put before them. So from very early instinct overrode. But what was interesting was um, I realized that I had made a major, major, major mistake. Like all mothers, or I think most mothers, in the... African community, let me call it Kenyan community, is that my parents moved back to England post-independence, so Kenya had jobs, they were doing well, we went into private school, things went well. Then the government changed. And so my mom, working in the private sector, took on a certain role, taking care of the finances, And my dad, being a civil servant, took care of other bills. In that process, there is a situation where, unconsciously, 
as a daughter, I may have picked up the need to cover my man when he has financial issues. And I realized in a couple of relationships, because I had very good jobs back in Kenya, I had once worked in the EU, I had worked for the NGO Council and Media, I was earning more money than my dad. And so, you know, when your dude doesn't have money, you slide him, you know, 500 bob, 1,000 bob, you know, cover the charges and never make, never quite thinking about it because I love him. And it was looking back about my bleeding places when I realized, na 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 na, I'm not in the right phase when it deals with the pattern of supporting a man. It's just the same thing as I sat across a friend of mine who experienced domestic violence. And I said to her, I'm not going to tell you whether to leave your marriage or not. But as long as you continuously allow your children to be exposed to this kind of behavior, what happens is you birth an angry child, a replica of the father, almost a disdain for you for not standing up for yourself. Your daughter is so pissed off that you didn't do anything about it. It is likely that she will pick up the same guy. So these wounds and bleeding places and compromises then subject us to continuous behavior. So they are patterns within our lives. And so for me, I realized that even though I am financially savvy now and that I am financially safe, it doesn't mean that I need to step down and let the man be the man. Because what happens is, this man ends up being your employee. So you, say for example, um, I had a friend back in Kenya, we tried to work it out. And then the story started, oh, you know, I don't have money, my kid needs school fees. And what happened with that was, I was kind of, oh man, he's a single dad, the kid doesn't have a mom, I paid it the first time. Then it became, oh, you know, I don't have this. My car is doing this and I'm doing that. I'm like, dude, have you lost your damn mind? I am not fixing your car. I am not paying your rent. I am a girl. I'm a woman. So a girl child being educated is not a big deal. But that's not my responsibility. But what was most interesting with this guy was that when I asked him, do you have a school fees account for the child? He said, no. Do you have life insurance for yourself? No. I've had life insurance since the day I was born and up to today because those are the things that were ingrained in me in the event of any eventuality and especially now that I am in diaspora that that money would go towards anything that has to do with my family. So I realized probably a couple of years back that I had wounded places. And so my behavior in relationships was a mirror of the very mother I disliked. Couldn't stand her. I think I bonded with my mom uh, probably in my late 30s 
because it's at 30 where I made a step towards my mom and said, Mom, I need to talk to you. What you did was wrong. You know, as an adult, we are buddies. But as conversation, I'm going to be daddy's girl till the day I die. Because even my little gossipy stories about men go to daddy because I trust my dad. So in part of this discussion is to ask you, since we're discussing about womanhood, and especially with all this, you know, every woman trying to be a feminist or a feminista, as a friend of mine, and I call them, they're like mobsters, because we feel they have lost the ethos of feminism. I don't need to be independent in my relationship. I'm interdependent because I can stand on my own two feet, whether he stays or he doesn't, I will still be fine. My heart may break a bit, but financially I have lived on my own. I can live on my own. I pay my bills. I support my parents where I can. He is basically coming to me and saying, this is what I have on the table. What do you have? You know, liabilities, assets, problems, baggage. And I decide, you know, is this working for me? The reality, the state of our relationships can only change if we know what our value is as women. I believe God gave man the head and he gave the women influence. I think influence trumps headship any time. Because influence moves. It's silent, but it moves things. It makes things happen without making too much noise. But we have to be realistic today. You know, our parents met. I don't even know whether they fell in love. Because I think one day I asked my dad, why did you get married? He was like, oh, because I wanted kids. And then I asked my mom, why did you get married? Well, I was that age. And I was like, what's love got to do with it? I may have to stop a minute and tell you I'm a bit cynical because I have been hurt by a couple of guys taking my own responsibility. They're things I don't take, cheating, psychological abuse. I don't do that kind stuff, emotional, you know, inavailability. No, I know what my love language is. It's time. I don't need gifts all the time, but if you sit on the couch with me, girl, and watch Netflix and do nonsense, then I'm cool. But I don't really sit down and wonder, if he bought me a gift, what did he do? What has he done? Da-da-da-da. You know, women, we got stuff going on in our heads. And so it's with that question, as I was sitting thinking about woman and our wounds have you ever sat down and asked yourself honestly okay so my relationships failed and uh, the cheating is a choice a man cheats it is a choice that that is knowingly doing something that hurts you just like abuse I have a friend male whose father was abusive and he shared his story and how he ended up being an abuser because 
that is what he interpreted as being a man. Yet, as a child, he wept in his bed because he couldn't support his mother. On the other hand, we may end up with women who say, I ain't taking crap from a man if he raises his hand at me, blah, 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 blah. Guess what happens? It is likely that you will pick the same thing that you were avoiding. So, I don't know whether you're single, whether you're in between, or you're coming out. I don't know. But you know what? I think old school works. But I think that emotional intelligence and practicality works with love. I think that God will have to probably throw a shoe from his throne, hit me on the head like Paul or Saul going to Damascus and say, that's the guy, that that guy, because I am so happy with my good self that I cannot see how I will change my life to get a man to bring me malaria, typhoid, baby mamas, financial problems, emotional issues. And I'm not perfect. I'm stubborn. I'm crazy. I don't, I'm moody. I'm empath. I want to be with you, don't want to be with you. I got my own drama. But maybe. Take a look at your history. And find out where you picked up your beliefs about your relationship. If he ain't bringing anything worth to the table, we got the brains and the emotional intelligence to do this now. You take care. Enjoy. Bye.